Moving over to my quick bits real fast. Um, Top Gun Maverick. I watched it. Uh, nice. I enjoyed it. Uh, nice. I thought I, I never watched the first one, so I watched it what? like a week before I saw this one. Uh, and then the first one, I was like, "Yeah, this this movie's great." Don't know why my dad never was like, "Hey, son, let me show you a movie that I love." <laughs> never sent me down to watch this. Uh, so that's <laughs> your fault, Dad. Um, but Jeez. this movie was really good. Uh, I mean, Tom Cruise is just amazing. And I think the entire cast that surrounded him in this story were really fun and intriguing to watch. Miles Teller is always is really good. Um, on point but man the, the action the cinematography everything that they did with this it, it was almost like to an extent and i, I don't want to say it's perfect because there's some romance that happens between tom cruise's character and somebody else and i'm like this is so forced this really brings down the quality of what this movie's supposed to be but this movie is almost close to perfect in my opinion um sweet and so i liked it that that much it's still on my itinerary to watch i know um i I talked to jenna's dad about this and uh (laughs) he was like it's like i think i'm gonna watch it again and it was like (laughs) it was so good Uh, i was like okay i I thought it was just interesting because i know there's a val kilmer uh cameo like a a photo but does he actually like show up in the movie spoiler alert in three two one Oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah, does he He actually show up? He does. Okay, sweet. Because for those of you don't know, he has um, some type of cancer, I believe, to where it makes it very hard for him to talk. Yes. Um, So I wasn't sure if they were going to bring the old Iceman back, but from what it sounds like, from what Robert's telling me, it sounds like they play into it. They play into that, and and it's actually a part of his character. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's that scene because there's a scene between obviously between the two of them. That scene got me emotional. Because I was like, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, he's he's speaking with the computer, you know, oh, yeah. Um, and so it's practically Tom Cruise is literally carrying the entire scene and just looking at the computer and then just showing the words of what uh, Iceman is, you know, typing out, and then he speaks, and I was like, oh shit, bro, like okay, and so <laughs> it is really good. I liked how they 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 really did a good job by incorporating him in there and I, I love that they didn't forget him i love that they incorporated yeah. him in there and they do a good job that if you didn't see the first one they give you everything that you need to understand what happened in the last one but it's not like pounding it over your head it is literally well crafted how they add in the the main beats that matter a lot in for the sequel so you can watch it without knowing the last one and that's a good that's always good to hear because it's just like it's a movie that knows what it is and just tries to maximize whatever that genre or whatever you know classification it is like it's not trying to be something else like it's not trying to be casablanca but it's going exactly. to like the you know the ultimates of what you know its genre is or what you know what it's supposed to be but you know honestly as batshit crazy as tom cruise is like he could really act sometimes you know what i mean oh yeah um if you ever see eyes wide shut um Oh, it's a I feel Q- like it's, it did a long time ago. It's it's Kubrick's last film, but like he really like pulled the performance on him. Like he he was hard on Tom's ass, but like it paid off in the movie. Like it's really well done. So um, yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. I'll have to check it out. Add it to the the July itinerary. I mean, I w- might watch it for July Fourth now. Just, just hey. in the spirit of things. There you go. Hey, just for the just for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Just for the holidays. Um, you can't see me, but I'm saluting as well. So. <laughs> I'll I'll make sure I'll put a salute. 
uh, on you in the video feed. You, please, please do. put my face over um, that 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 screenshot of Iceman um, and the portrait or whatever, and then just yeah, having salute that'd be great. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll do that. Michael Iceman, gotcha, man. Um, the, the next movie that I saw um, was Hustle. It's a Adam Sandler movie. It came out on Netflix. Um, Dude, I've heard good things. It is really good. Honestly, it just it's. I, I never really gave Adam Sandler the time of day because my family growing up never watched them. Adam Sandler is everything that Vanessa grew up watching. And so uh, <laughs> so being That's married funny. to Vanessa, I have watched a lot of Adam Sandler movies and uh, knowing so much of his comedic side. And then um, what the, Uncut uh, Gems. Uncut Gems came out. Days and I was like, whoa, fire. this guy's this guy's got some range. And then I love that because that's Uncut Gems was almost like this is just the complete opposite that you would ever picture Adam Sandler act as. And I thought he did a great job. Hustle, it practically plays perfectly well as the person of who you think is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler loves basketball in this movie. And as like almost all of his other movies, he's just probably wearing what came out of his war- his own wardrobe <laughs> at home. But he just, he really knows how to act really well, dude. And I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love basketball. I don't follow it as diehard as, you know, real fans do, but I enjoy the sport. So him being in this role of somebody trying to push this player to become something greater than they themselves don't believe they are, it was just an awesome story. So I thought it was it's worth watching. It's worth giving it your time. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I gotta ask, does yes, Vanessa please. like Adam does Adam uh does Vanessa like Adam Stanley? Oh, she loves Adam Stanley. <laughs> that's so funny. I would that's, not that's like I would comfort. not picture that in a million years. I figured that she'd get so annoyed. That's so funny. That is like um, her comfort thing. Uh, any movie with Adam Sandler, like if it's just one of those long days and she just wants to unwind, she loves watching Adam Sandler movies. You're just trying to edit over here and you see Vanessa watching, you know, Billy Madison from the living yeah, exactly. room. You're just hearing, ah, 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 like, <laughs> the way he laughs and shit. Um, exactly. Honestly, though, he's got really good acting chops, Robert. If you wanted to see some other movies before Uncut Gems, um, and this goes for the viewers as well, okay. where he actually does some really serious roles. Um, you're, you're gonna have to look up the title a little bit, but I can't remember. But he uh plays this guy whose family died in 9 11. Um, and it's oh, very wow. with um, what's his god damn it, what's his name? He plays uh, War Machine in Iron Man. What's his name? Oh, 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 oh uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in it, I believe. Um, so really good movie, a very serious role. Um, another one is uh, Drunk Punch Love with uh, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Okay. And he plays a somewhat serious role, I believe, in that one. So, uh, just two off the top of my head that I can think of that came at you before Uncut Gems, where he's done so. I just think he can be a good actor. He just he just doesn't want. <laughs> just feel like he doesn't. <laughs> feel like he doesn't want to. He just is like, Definitely. yeah, like I just want to do like funny movies and just make money like grown ups and just fucking uh, just have all my friends and all that shit. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying well, to look for what you what you're talking about. I just can't. See. Oh, uh, uh, rain over me. Yes, yes, you got okay. it. Okay, and then I know there's that other Netflix movie. Whenever he signed that huge deal with them, that he did, that was the the, the Meyerowitz stories, uh, and that seemed like a super oh yeah indie kind of like if I felt super indie. Um, that, that I didn't get real- through it though. You didn't get through it. No, I no. did a. I watched a YouTube video about how they were dissecting the dialogue from that movie. It's actually really well done. Um, I think I watched the same movie. It's the same video. How they like are talking over each other and how the yeah. script looked and when they start. I did see that. That was impressive. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. If you're ever interested in screenwriting, that's a very good YouTube video to check out in terms of how to 
you know, format your dialogue and just kind of yep. making it natural and making it work in a, in a visual sense while you're writing it. But definitely cool. I'll let you continue with the quick bits, sir. I'll uh, return. Last one, last one, Miss Marvel. Um, it's it's good. I think out of all the, the <laughs> Disney Plus, out of all the Disney Plus TV shows, I, I thought Loki was is the on the highest tier for me. I think Miss Marvel is probably underneath it, just because it has a lot of style. They they are really capturing that younger feeling of this girl that she's just in her mind all the time, and the way that it incorporates with the world around her. Like she would be texting, and then like the sign that's at a bodega will have like will be typing out through the neon what she's writing on the message, and then it'll click to the next scene around the corner, and then like a poster would have the what the person to her message back like is very creative it is very well done i'm really enjoying it i'm just gonna say that it is getting really difficult keeping up with all this marvel content i'm behind on this episode by like five days and i want to watch it but i'm like i know it's it's becoming a little too much do you feel that michael yeah i feel like there's almost like an oversaturation right of just content across the board. I think, I think, I think we've talked about this in other episodes as well, but I'll mention it here again. I think, you know, superhero movies are going to be what Westerns were in like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. We're just going to burn ourselves out with it. I think as like a country, um, we do a really good job of just like, you know, overeating, um, supposedly, (laughs) you know, just like metaphorically and probably literally, but overeating content, uh, to the point where we just burst. Um, and then like we never want to see like a superhero movie again for like the next 50 years or so Um, because I mean I think now we're just starting to see that renaissance of western starting to peak in and it's really not hitting the mainstream but it's just like you know even before that like there just wasn't westerns being made at all so we're just barely getting the reemergence of like western movies coming up but look how long it's taken for like that to happen essentially you know what I mean right so I think yeah I think they're it's 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 money right it's corporations they're gonna keep pumping them out until they don't make any more money and then they're just gonna switch gears you really see that with star wars right now um they're just trying to pop in as much content as possible with all the tv shows um as much as possible to get that traction going i think a lot of star wars fans a lot are a bit more finkel uh when it comes to uh you know in terms of uh what they're watching and content a little bit more divisive and that whereas i feel like marvel's pretty i think marvel fans are a little bit more unanimous and how they feel about shows and different programs um miss marvel though i've heard has been very like polarizing for some people but mm. i think a lot of the gripes has been like you know these like older white guys like complaining about like uh you know female you know lead from like another country and that's like it's silly because it's so like stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, I'll be honest with you, it's not really something I would probably watch. It doesn't really appeal to me, but I also understand, like, it's not necessarily, like, it's not something necessarily, like, you know, it doesn't bother me, right? It's just, it's yeah. just maybe it appeals to someone else other than me, and I'm glad that there's more, like, uh, you know, female superheroes, and other than that, female superheroes of, like, different ethnicities and races and, you know, beliefs and stuff like that. Definitely. I think that's cool for, like, representation and stuff like that, as long as they're just making it make sense like as a person i'm all for it yep um but yeah i definitely believe there's going to be a massive oversaturation and people are just going to be like i hate superhero movies give me some more give me some more casablanca i don't know why it keeps, it keeps coming up but it's going to be the movie today <laughs> i feel like we got to watch that now because it nah, keeps coming no. up um, to you, kid. 
I will say that if you have not, if anyone has not watched it out there, just watch the first episode. If you don't like that, you're not going to like the rest of the show. Easy as that. Um, Done deal. 